What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Run Happy Podcast. I'm Baxter Friedman. And I'm Charlie Rook, and this is a podcast for people that want to improve themselves as runners as well as people, and always run happy. Let's get into it. All right, what's up, everyone, and welcome to, I think, episode 16 of the Run Happy Podcast. Today, we're here with John Renewicki. How are you doing? I'm good, I'm good. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Of course. Why don't you just tell everyone, start off by telling everyone just a little bit about yourself. Yeah, um, Josh, where to start? I So I'm from Arizona originally, which funny enough, that's where I am now. I'm doing altitude camp up in Flagstaff with the team. But I'm from the Valley, grew up in Scottsdale, ran in high school, like as most people who got in professional running did. Uh, my dad was my coach growing up, was never that great in high school. Ended up going to Arizona State. That's where I got linked up with my current coach, who I'm with now. And yeah, I guess kind of quick summary. Like, um, moved out to Boulder, and then we moved out to Baltimore to start the the team that we're a part of now. And I guess we're in the thick of it. Like, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, just a little more background on you for everyone. So, John is a pro athlete for Under Armour running uh, Mission Run Baltimore uh, Distance Group. Is that right? Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so yeah, he's been doing that for a couple of years now, and we're going to go back to college. So you started out as a walk-on and then eventually got to the point where you broke the school record in the 10K. So like, how did that progression look? Yeah, I guess, well, so it, I guess starting in high school, I was never like that good. I, I wanted to be good. Like I wasn't the, the story of like, oh, like, you know started running and didn't really care about it and then got good. Like I, I always cared a lot about running. I just wasn't that good at it. And high school, like I was decent. I think my top finishes were maybe like second or third at state individually, never like one as an individual or anything. I was like ranked usually like across all divisions, like maybe top four, or top five, but obviously like you gotta be like a blue chip. You want to go D one and get like a, a scholarship offer. So I ended up walking on to ASU. Louis Quintana was the coach at the time, and he was gracious enough to let me uh, join the squad. I was in a recruiting class of six guys, and I was by far the worst. Uh, I guess not by far, but I was definitely the worst. And yeah, it wasn't a smooth. It's not like I got there and like you know train, train, train. Like next thing you know, like traveling and doing well. It was it was pretty bumpy. I think I saw a little bit of success my freshman year. I redshirted everything and just kind of, you know, adjusted to the training and Louis cycle and tried to learn as much as I could from the older guys and ended up running 1420 something that spring for the 5k, which for me was like huge PB. Coming out of high school, my two mile time or 3,200 was like nine, just under 930. So for me, that was like really, really like good time. And I was stoked with it. Little would I know that would be my PR in the 5k until my fifth year of college, because I was just hurt for the next four years. So yeah, just couldn't catch a break. Like I, yeah, I would, I would do as much as the coaches would let me do, I guess. And so just learned, learned a lot of lessons the hard way of overtraining and doing too much and pushing too hard and not listening to my body and trying to do what, you know, some basically like, I blame CJ Albertson a lot for, for some of my injuries. I mean, that's kind of mean to say, but like in a joking way, like he, he was the best runner my sophomore and junior year. And so I would come to practice and like, I would just be like, all right, like 
CJ, what are we doing today? Like, if it was an easy day, like I would just like copy his miles. I'm like, all right, like you, you're doing something right. Like I'm going to just get on your train. And if you know anything about CJ Albertson, he is, he's one of the top marathoners right now in the US going to the trials, but he's just a freak of nature. Like he just, he writes his own training. He just kind of like does what he wants when he wants it. So it'd be like a Wednesday, like medium long run. I'd be like, all right, CJ, like how far are we going today? And he's like, I don't know, just come with. And we'd be like 17 miles in, like still a mile away from the track. And like, he's just dropping me so hard and I'm just like hanging on. Basically that would be like what I would do until I got hurt. And then fast forward to my, the end of my senior year, I guess in my, my fourth year, Corey Leslie came, he was an assistant coach that year. And we sat down, had a meeting one day and he basically was just like, look, you are turning way too hard. Like let's calm down. And started working with him as my main coach my summer going into my fifth year and then basically from like summer of my fifth year through summer of like after my fifth year so that was my first time I ever had like 11 months of healthy running in my entire life and that's where the school record comes from that's where all my PBs came from in college and that was yeah my first indoor season was my fifth year my first outdoor season really racing was my fifth year so yeah it was definitely a bumpy a bumpy road but uh wouldn't change it i'm happy how it ended and who i got linked up with and the people along the way and it's been good yeah obviously i mean if he's still your coach to this day right yeah yeah we've been oh, like six years i think oh. yeah six years and no it's been great it's like i, I mean Corey's family at this point like been through a lot moved out to boulder together when he was coaching tin man for a bit and i was just starting my professional career with under armor um training with those guys but representing under armor just been around him like when he first met his um now wife and like hanging out with them when i was coaching with him for a year that's awesome yeah that's really cool yeah yeah oh i was gonna just ask so like during asu and all that like i mean you went you were injured for a good part of it but uh, whenever you came back, you were, I mean, still really strong and still had a lot of fitness. So like what part of that training or like cross training did you do to keep yourself? Yeah. In, in college, it was a lot of like swimming a lot, like aqua jogging. I, like I know I, when I was like speaking to you guys before, I was like talking a little bit about swimming, but I really didn't get into like proper swimming until after college. I want to say like in college when I was hurt, it was just a lot of aqua jogging, a lot of like cycling. Um uh, I'm not like good on the bike by any means, but I'd like just, yeah, I would, like take my bike and go out or like get on the spin bike. Um, and then like out of college, my little brother is like really good competitive swimmer. He's actually on his way to us juniors this week, um, out in Chicago. And like, as when I was in college, he was younger and he was, like, was still coming into the sport, but now he's a junior in high school and he's like, knows what he's doing. And so like, out of college whenever I would get hurt which I luckily not I would have only really been hurt for like I had a long like stint of like maybe a year and a half of being hurt and like he was like basically like my swim coach for a year which is kind of fun it's just when I would be in Arizona we'd go to the pool together and he would just completely roast my form and pick me apart and just give me some sessions that he probably thought were just like a joke but like I'd be dying and um it, that's been fun because like I, I think I've become a decent swimmer and certainly lean on him and it's something we can do together and we get a lot of uh, enjoyment out of yeah that's awesome i mean we did a similar thing with a friend actually when he was really hurt um i'm not a good swimmer by any means but yeah, yeah. when when he was hurt he, he couldn't he wouldn't put his head under the water uh so he yeah that was uh that was hilarious teaching him how to swim so i've, I've seen that before but i mean yeah obviously and obviously cross training is much easier when you've got someone with you right i'm sure yeah no he's he's good and 
Yeah, he certainly doesn't hold back when it comes to like letting you know how bad I am. But we have, I, I would be remiss if I didn't, didn't mention this. We've raced twice ever in our lives in the pool. Once was when he was like, <laughs> I'm undefeated. I just have to put it out there. But oh, once, wow. once was when he was, um, oh gosh, he was probably like third grade. And <laughs> we, we did a freestyle 50 back and forth, like off the wall, didn't dive in or anything. And I barely like edged him. And then he was, when I was living in Boulder, surprisingly I was hurt. Um, he was, he came out and visited me for a week and uh, we went to the pool and uh, he, he did like breaststroke and I did freestyle. And I think like I dove off and he went off the wall and I, cause those were like the terms we agreed to. I was like, I'm only racing you. This is how we do it. And I barely beat him. And so now I won't race him ever again because I don't know how else we could drum it up, but yeah, undefeated against, against the kids. So I'm pretty happy. I absolutely love that. I also would never race him again. <laughs> what about you? But uh, yeah, like, so we, we actually are both like the oldest of, you know, brothers and everything like that. So like, I'll do that with my youngest brother with basketball. So like, uh, yeah, I can't do that anymore though because he will beat me. Um, but yeah. um, like I would do like one arm behind my back and like you know I wasn't allowed to you know block him or anything like that and like you know he would win. But now if like now it's like almost he's he's the one that has to put his arm behind his back. So I don't know. It's no, that's fun. That's really fun. Yeah, no, I love him. He's he's a lot of fun. We get along well, which is good. Um, yeah, he's a good kid. That's awesome. But yeah, um, so it sounds like just from the way you're speaking, like. But yeah, you were injured and you said it, you were injured for a long period of time. And we've kind of talked about what you did to stay fit, but you know, mentally that's pretty, that's pretty tough to deal with, especially for a year and a half. Uh, so what did, you know, what, what kind of stuff were you telling yourself to like, you know, will yourself to stay in it and uh, you know, what kept you motivated through that, through those periods of time? Yeah, it's, I'd say like college, the college injuries, like looking back on them, they weren't, that bad mentally just because I didn't really have a taste of like what it even meant to be a good runner and so it was just kind of like you know there was usually like you're on a big team like maybe there was like another person like you'd be going to the pool with so you at least have people to train with but like the when I was in Boulder like so my the health I've, I've really only been consistently healthy twice in my running career once at the end of college and then kind of right now coming out of college like you know, I was running well. I made it to USA as my fifth year. I broke the school record. Like I was just like on a high, like, Oh, like I'm, I'm finally figuring this running thing out. Like you just think it's going to keep on going up, up, up. And then, um, signed with Under Armour. And then I had like one race where I was healthy in my Under Armour uniform. It was like some 3k out in Arizona that Bowerman put on that they like allowed some people who were like around to do as well with them. And right after that, I got hurt. And basically from then until I'm moved to Baltimore pretty much was yeah just a very low point I would say for sure um just because I had a taste of like oh like I knew I knew what it felt like to be good like at running and like just I had like so many like goals and like what I wanted to do and just kind of keep climbing 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 and it just all kind of got pulled out from under me and yeah certainly wasn't easy I, I would be lying if I said it was and there were certain moments where yeah I mean like like clashing with my coach and just like like struggle and only because like we both care so much but just like we're just both getting frustrated with the situation but yeah a lot of a lot of low points and i i certainly think someone i leaned on a lot during that time was my teammate jackson lewis who i went to asu with and then he was on the team for a bit he's since like retired from running and just living and working in baltimore um but yeah just like really leaned a lot on that kid like he he came out to uh, boulder and was like sleeping on like an air mattress at my place for like 
a period of time and yeah just yeah he he saw he saw he saw the ugly for sure of just like being down and not being able to do what you want when you want to do it and definitely helped like keep perspective on it and make it fun and um love, love that kid and can't thank him enough for for everything he's done for my headspace for sure like he, the, the way he helped me was just by like he's still like he made it fun and like you know would be and it wasn't even like i was just like okay like one injury that i was like a long period of time like wrestling for it was just kind of like a very choppy period so like there'd be times like in that year and a half where like okay like i fixed this one part and i was coming back and did a race and then ended up getting hurt but like when i was coming back like he just made it fun to like get back into training and like he we were just like so genuine with each other like i was never like overly like insecure or like competitive in training and just like he, he just made it very healthy um and i think that's just yeah it was probably the, the nuts and bolts of why i was able to like not probably quit running <laughs> during that time because yeah it was i'm not gonna say like oh like i was close to quitting running like i certainly wasn't but um yeah, hopefully I never go through that again, knock on wood, because I don't know if I would come out the other side. Yeah, I, I feel that for sure. And, like, I don't know, the, whenever you said that, like, you weren't insecure about anything, like, talking to him about anything, like, I think that is, like, extremely important that everyone should have that friend whenever you're dealing with all that kind of stuff. Just, like, because if you can tell your friends what you're really thinking and going through, that's what makes you grow i think oh like, i'm sure that's like that helped you oh yeah well and even too like going through that now has just made i mean like like obviously we're still like best friends this day and like it's just made our friendships better and like two to that and like my coach as well like when you're not training at a high level or racing for a year and a half like the relationships with your coach gets tested as well and like i'd say the relationship we have today is it is so strong and like it is so strong because like we went through just we've gone through some shit together um and yeah it's just i think it's in in the situation i'm in now like because of my injuries like one i've benefited by like knowing my body extremely well and like now i can catch stuff like earlier than i would before and um like i know how to come back from things quickly and my coach and i together in our relationship like understand like what i need to do in order to stay healthy and and how to you know when stuff inevitably pops up address it accordingly and and yeah just stay on the same page and it's just knock on wood has yeah i completely agree and i mean sometimes those injuries are they can be like almost like a blessing in disguise you know like obviously that was a really rough year and a half but as you were just saying that now you know how your body works and you know how to train and uh, obviously you built a closer relationship with your friend and got to test the relationship with your coach so i mean i know I know when I was hurt for a period of time, like it was, it was this summer, actually, I felt back and it was just like, it was just refreshing to start running again. Didn't feel like a job. Yeah. So, I mean, I definitely understand that, but I mean, you're healthy now. Yeah. Uh, and it seems like, seems like everything's going well. So, I mean, let's talk about, let's talk about this real quick. So what are you up to currently? You know, what's on the yeah. horizon? So currently um, I'm up in Flagstaff. We do a couple of altitude camps um a year like usually one pretty much all of november and then since i'm from arizona i'll stay a little bit longer and then go home for christmas so one now and then we'll do one in the spring before outdoor season but right now it's just you guys doing a lot of strength work i'm only i had a little bit of not like a big injury but i had like a little bump in the road um which pushed my start back to this build up a few weeks and so i'm about three or four weeks back into like workouts now um we just got back from the sound cross-country meet which was super fun and yeah just a lot of that kind of 
you know, slower pace type work right now, not really getting on the track or ripping anything anytime soon, just trying to build a really strong base for what's going to be a big summer. Working through indoor plans this week, actually, just got a text from Corey, just kind of chatting about some stuff and thoughts. My first race, no matter what, will probably be um, a 1500 at the Armory at end of January. And then from there, just kind of trying to decide what we want to do, whether that's 3K overseas or 5K at Boston on the bouncy track or, yeah, probably either of those. And then U.S. at Noise. I don't know. The Armory, I've always wanted to go there. That sounds like that'd be really fun and exciting. So talking about like, you know, indoor and everything, what's what's your mindset whenever you go into a race, like uh, for example? Yeah, I think, I mean, depends like what specific distance of course and like what you know championship or not um, or if it's paced or not but like for us like we've all like Corey has certainly preached this and that's probably why i say it um is just like we don't really believe in like rust busters like oh like your first race of the season you just need to like you know go out there and see what happens like when we go to our first race of the season for the 1500 it's gonna be like all right like we've we've done all the prep to get here like we put some on the calendar like we know what we're trying to achieve and that's I mean, every time you step on the traffic, you want to run, you want to run a personal best, qualify for, you know, what's to qualify. So that being U.S. indoors, um, luckily I have a mark already for the trials in the 1500. So it's not like, you know, I need to get like my trials mark, but it's definitely like need a mark to get on the board to, to make it to U.S. indoors. And then just trying to like compete, you know, anytime you're on a track, like you want to win. That was something I said, and I didn't really believe it until this past track season, but now I feel like just... Yeah, we put ourselves in situations where like you're always racing to win. Um, and if you're not, you're, you know, trying to finish as high up as you can and run as fast as you can. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that mentality. Um, and I mean, we just talked a little bit about what you, what you guys think before races and stuff like that. What about in races when you're, you know, going through pain and, you know, it's hard and you want to drop? Like, you know, what sort of stuff do you say to yourself to keep yourself uh, right in the mix and compete for a win? Yeah, I think that's tough, right? I mean, because like, it yeah. happens like in the, when you're when you're you know even the night before the race or the days before the race you're not like you forget that like that moment is going to come because it always does in a race like when it gets hard and when you you know you, you catch a second of you, you feeling sorry for yourself and i think it's just it's just so important to like stay in the moment because like when when you are feeling that way it's like at least for me and what i've noticed it's like that's when i'm not focused on like okay what's happening like in the race I feel like in, for me, I only really like get that way and probably more like 5k and up in the 1500. I feel like it's just too fast. You almost don't really have time to think in a 1500. It's just like, keep your foot on the gas the whole time. Like it's, you're never going to feel like you're settling and just, you know, really learning. I learned the hard way this past summer, like, you know, making sure you're in the right position. So it's just kind of focusing on like tactics more than anything. Whereas in the 5k, it's a lot more like I would say mental as far as like you're gonna have those moments where you're in your head and you need to tell yourself like to stay on it and remind yourself okay like you know you're here to do a job and you know like what you want out of the race and just keep everything positive listen to your coach listen to your teammates and just keep it rolling I feel that yeah especially like like all those little things you have to tell yourself during the race I mean it makes a big difference and so and there's like, I feel like there's usually two different types of people whenever it comes to that, like, like emotional. And then there's like, just kind of, I would say like robotic, but it's, it's 
something kind of like that. But do you feel like you're more of an emotional runner or more of like a robotic runner where it's like, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to go, I'm going to do it. Or like emotional, it's like, I feel really good. I'm going to do something that I usually don't do and just like send it. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say like, if I had to choose one, I would say an emotional runner, but I like to think I have like enough, like wherewithal and like thought process to not just like run completely like wild, like off, I feel good to send it from the gun. Um, but I'd say like when it comes to like the end of the race and like, yeah, it's more of just like emotional than like, yeah, being robotic and like knowing that you need to hit the split. Do you think you, uh, like, do you think that you have to be an emotional runner to, you know, be able to PR? And do you think that you have to be an emotional runner to be able to like, you know, like have that really good kick at the end of a race? I like for me, just because that's how like I race and like how I feel about it. It's like, I can't imagine kicking without that. But I mean, you can also like, like, I feel like you can also just be so smooth and like systematic during the race that like that doesn't really come into factor. Um, but I would, I'd probably say like, you, you kind of got to have a little bit of like s- some chip on your shoulder or something like telling you, like giving you that belief of like, Hey, like you're, you're better than the guys that you're racing against. Cause at the end of the day, like that's, I mean, like you have to believe that you're you're better than the people lining. I mean, like in the race, you don't have to be like an asshole about it after, but like in the race, like when you're like, when you, when you're like from gun to tape, like you have to believe like, okay, I'm the best person on this track right now. Like, yeah, I really like that mentality. Me and Baxter have talked about that with a couple guys, just about like being able to like, as you said, not, not be a, not be an ass, but also be like, yeah, I'm the best guy here. Well, like, like mm-hmm. he, have that confidence or that cockiness on the track but as soon as you step off the track you know you're just you're friends with everyone it's kind of yeah, like 100%. i mean like even when we race like when you're in the same race as like your training partner and i'm lucky enough to be a part of like a really really strong team right now I and mean, we do like have races throughout the year where we're in the same race it's like obviously like we love each other and we train together on a daily basis but like when it's like when we do have those races where we are in the same like race like obviously you're warming up together but like when you're on the track it's like all right like we're not teammates so unless like you're you know in a situation where like your teammates pacing you or whatever and you're trying to get something out of it together but like when it's, if it's a true race like you're not teammates in the race like <laughs> that goes out the window i mean once you're done like yeah okay you're back to teammates but like the three minutes and or 13 minutes or whatever that the race is going on you're you're just out there with yeah. anybody every, yeah just competing against everyone yeah yeah i love that you guys uh you guys ever get competitive in practice ever how, how um, this time of the, this time of the year no just because like there's not a lot of like the sessions we're doing are just it's threshold work although i will say my my second workout back a couple weeks ago we were doing hill reps and i could have used some competitive juice because i was getting absolutely lit up on these reps um, <laughs> but but i'd say like we get we don't really get competitive as in like, oh, like I want to like, you know, beat the other person, but like we, we through competitive, like, co- like through competition in the, the reps, like we get the most out of ourselves. Like with, you know, if we have a really hard, like 400 session, we're trying to like close the last set out. Like, well, I mean, we will like workouts, work out the calls for them. We will like really push it and race each other at the end of it. It's, it's not like racing. Like, Oh, I want to win. It's just like, Oh, we all crossed the line. We're like, Oh shit. Like that was a really, really good split. Like we're happy. And we're just like, all like, pumped up for each other that we got the workout done and we're like feeling that fit and just gives us a lot of confidence going into racing yeah yeah i like that a lot i mean yeah we're kind of the same way you know especially uh especially those faster workouts on the track you like you know it brings- yeah, i mean you have to practice that like yeah. or else it's just going to be so foreign in and i feel like that's really how our group has had like a lot of success especially in the past year is like 
in those workouts, which again, is like not, I'm not saying this is like every week, like we're hitting a workout like this, but like a couple times a buildup when you have workouts like that, like you really do get a lot of like race prep value out of that. Um, and like pushing yourself to those places. And you can't really do that training alone. Like if, I mean, there's plenty of workouts I've done where like I, my last like splits are probably like two to three seconds slower if I don't have my teammates with me. Um, and I mean, that's just makes you better. Yeah, absolutely. You need that guy to, uh, you know, push you through. Yeah. I mean, running with people just like, I mean, it's like, it's proven that it makes you run faster. It's like, I mean, it's just like, it might, you might not say it's competition, but it's like, it's just there. They're just there to help you get faster. Yeah. And if it's positive too, you get even more out of it. Right. Like, I mean, if it's, it's like yeah. competition, you're like, you're nervous about like, oh, like, you know, you have a teammate, you maybe don't get along so well with and like, you don't want them to beat you. And then it's like coming from a negative place, but it's like, yeah, I just, I was listening to this podcast the other day and it was talking about some like chemical or something like not that smart. So I can't remember what he's talking about, but like, he was just saying how like, you know, a football game, for example, like teams are going like a hundred percent effort. Like you have to imagine like in the NFL and, you know, say it's a Super Bowl, like the losing team, like you look at their body language after and they're all like tired, like hands on knees, like defeated, but then like the, the winning team, like they're, you know, have all this extra energy, they're running around, they're celebrating, or even in the race, like if you get second, like, you, you know, you maybe feel more tired, but like if you've been in a race and you've won, like you suddenly are like, oh, like, I'm running around celebrating, I'm so happy, you're not even thinking about how tired you are, and it's kind of like that same like mindset and like a race, like or training with like teammates, and if it's positive, like you're you're just like enjoying it so much. You're, you're like not thinking about um, the pain. There's like over, over analyzing whereas if you, if you were alone, like that's all you're thinking about because you're in your head the entire time. No, I completely, I completely agree with that. Like, yeah, I can, now that you say that I can look back at workouts and look back at races and be like, yeah, like I'm celebrating and like, and other times like I won't even PR like the next race and like, I'll be on the ground, like just dying or something. Oh, I that that has to do a lot with like tactics as well. If you are like a mental runner like that, where as like for me, I've learned a lot in that you know in the races where I you know put myself at the front right away, and it's maybe a little bit too ambitious of a pace for me. And then hey, like a couple guys go past me, and then like I'm in a place of like oh no, like I'm going backwards. Like you're already in this negative mindset. Whereas if like hey, maybe you position yourself a little bit smarter, and like you know, you're running the same pace and people at the front, but you purposely put yourself a little bit back. So like you have the opportunity to go past people, like the, the benefits of that emotionally and mentally, like for yourself in the race and to push you, push you forward, uh, I think is just huge. I definitely agree with that. That's uh, almost exactly what happened to me this week. <laughs> I, I was in a race. I like thought I could win. And so like the first, like first 400 of this mile, I like, re- made a really like emotional move to the front. And, uh, like I was in such a big gear that I like started, uh, when people started passing me, I started panicking, started going backwards yeah. and it just kind of spirals. So like, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Then you start feeling sorry for yourself and yeah, it's, it's a lot easier coming from behind than, than standing in the front. That's for sure. I absolutely agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, but so you were talking about like, you know, running backwards and every, or like feeling like you're running backwards whenever someone passes you. And like, you know, that is, that's a pretty big mental thing that a, a lot of runners struggle with. And so yeah. how would you like in a race, whenever that happens to you, how do you kind of like wake up and realize, you know, this isn't what I need to be thinking and how do you re-engage and, you know, fix your race? There's a, a few things you can do. Like one, 
like going back to college, something that I would like first start to do, like the, the very first time I ever raced a 10 K just cause it's like, obviously a longer race. You're out there for a long time, more time on the track, more time to feel, feel sorry for yourself, et cetera, et cetera. Like it was just simply just like smiling. Like, I think like if you smile, you kind of like, you know, your body releases some like chemicals and you, you know, relax a little bit and just kind of like in a more positive frame. I think that helps. I think people go by and you're getting dropped a little bit. Like you really do just like, you just need to make that split second decision to kid okay, get on this person. Like, you know, it doesn't matter how much it hurts, like what's going on in the race, like just get on this person and try to reattach to that pace. That's really all you can do. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, yeah, I get that. I mean, it's hard. Uh, it's hard. But yeah, like just little things like that. I mean, it can make a, a huge difference in a race. Yeah, I like smiling. I like someone told me that years ago and I'd like forgotten all about it. Like, um, yeah, literally something as simple as smile. I remember I tried it one time. Yeah, like not even just smiling, but relaxing your face too. I think a lot of people like yeah. hold that, like, like oh, tension yeah, like in their face, like, really which I'm certainly guilty of. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, just trying to keep everything in your upper body relaxed, like only helps. Well, yeah, I wanted to move on to, um, obviously, our running in for the Baltimore Mission, Business Mission Project. Run. So Mission Run is like Under Armour's, like, name for all of our three sport pro teams that we have there's two based out of baltimore the 800 group and our distance group and then there's one here in flagstaff called dark sky right okay so that makes more sense right so you're obviously you're doing that so what was that like transition process like how did you find them and you know why did you you know choose to sign with them yeah so um i didn't like I, I started with Under Armour and I was individually sponsored. So I wasn't a part of a group or a team or anything. I just was an individual. So I moved to Boulder to what I thought was, you know, do my running career there for a few, for, I don't know, like you never really know how long you're going to be somewhere when you move there. But I thought this is where I was going to be for the majority of my running career. And then probably about like uh, 2021-ish, sometime in there, like um, Corey's like, yeah, like I think, you know, Under Armour, like they want to start like a group. Hannah, who's um, our boss, essentially the head of marketing, just, you know, they're talking about starting a group out of Baltimore and they're, they're really excited about and just kind of started building slowly but surely, like probably from like the first time we talked about it to when we actually moved to Baltimore was like a six month period. And then when we were in Baltimore to when we like even had a name, there was probably like another eight months and then like we had a name but then there was like three guys no no women's coach no women's team no strength coach so it was certainly a long process to get where we are today when we started it was just Corey jackson myself casey comer and then willie fink um was already out in like the dc area with under so he joined and now we're up, so that was four guys to start with. And now we're up to seven guys. We have a women's coach. We have about six girls. We have a full-time strength coach. Um, and it's just very organized now And to get from the beginning where it was like super bumpy and, you know, moving to a new city, trying to figure out where to train, how things are going to operate there to where we are now and how we're operating now. is just, um, yeah, it's been so great. We're really, really in a good system now with our, you know, camps that we do and Baltimore feels like home and just like, we've got such a great setup there for training. Um, just, yeah, there's no excuses at this point just to focus on doing your, doing your work. Dude. I love that. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, well, I mean, that must've been really cool to be kind of like a part of like starting it all. Like you, you were like, I mean, would you, would you consider yourself like a founder of it? I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if I get the title of founder just because it's Under Armour's, <laughs> Like well, yeah, they, I guess that's true. They, they decided to do it, but I mean, it is, it is certainly a very fun, um, not fun. That's the wrong word. It's, it's very like 
unique to be able to be like the original like group. I mean, there's so few pro groups in the country um, and gosh, the world too. Like there's, there's not a lot of like, yeah, pro groups backed by a, a sports brand, like a shoe brand. Um, so yeah, I'd like to be able to start it and just know that like, Hey, even when like I'm done with my career, like it's, it's going to be something that Under Armour is investing in for the long term. Um, and just to be able to like always follow it and just know like, Hey, like what, it, what it started at and to watch it grow because it's, it's only going to get better year to year. I mean, just the growth that we saw from, you know, year zero, I guess, when we didn't have a name to year one was crazy. I mean, we had two people at the world championships and like every time we would step on a track, like it seemed like somebody was winning a race, setting some record. Like, it was just like, it was really, really good year for us. And there's no, yeah signs yet why 2024 won't be even better um, so yeah it's, it's a lot of fun you get a lot of enjoyment out of that and a lot of pride for sure yeah that's really cool i mean you talked about that adjustment to baltimore and now it feels like home yeah. and you know you guys feel like you know you're ready to work now so you kind of take us through it like what's the you know, why don't you give us like a uh, like a day in the life yeah. per runner for like everyone listening yeah i'll get i mean like a, obviously every day is a little bit different based on what you do um and our we're, our training, we're not on like a seven day cycle. We kind of get off that a little bit. And so like your Tuesdays always, are always different. Like you'd be doing a long run on a Wednesday. Um, so it's kind of varies, but I guess like the most standard day would just be like easy run and lift maybe. So like you, know, you wake up, you either run from the house. We live right next to a really great park for running. Um, or, you know, you take the, the water taxi or the boat over to the Under Armour campus. Cause where we live is like just on the other side of like this little bay basically harbor um so you take the water taxi like five minutes across the water over to the under armor global headquarters do your run from there run on the treadmill i use the lever a lot um which is just like this thing that helps take some weight off while i'm running to stay knock on wood injury free um then you know got here your strength coach coach carrie lane who's amazing she's so good um get a session in with her do some treatment after we've got saunas over there which a lot of us like to use take the water taxi back you know get some food you know a lot of us like do like stuff to stay busy on the side like no nobody really works like full-time i would say like nobody's a full-time job but a lot of us like obviously your professional runners like that that comes first but you do have a lot of free time so uh, like i do some like graphic design work on the side for a couple um companies um i do a bit of online coaching uh, actually a good amount of online coaching and yeah you've, you've got a double go out for your double we live right down the street like 200 meters away from a bunch of the guys who are in another house and i'm not sure if that's a good or bad thing but we see a lot of them so you know, maybe, they're coming over, maybe they're coming over for, for poker night or something or we're just having a chill night in walking somewhere to get dinner um hitting reset and going to bed Dude, sounds like a great life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not like, like, obviously, like, okay, like, I could give you a bad day of, of, of a day in life, but you don't want to hear that. So that's, exactly. a, that's, yeah. a, that's a good mm, day. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, okay. That is that is really cool, though, that Under Armour is just like, you know, like five minutes away, like that the headquarters. Like, I mean, I don't know. That must be really cool to go train on that or in that. Yeah. Area. No, it's great. It's great. Like, we have truly world class facilities, and we're so fortunate that, um, yeah, the, the support that they give us. Um, I mean, yeah, we we showed up and they like they're they're in the process actually of building a new headquarters. So like where I was just like saying I would take the taxi to is like ten minutes immediately across the water. The new global headquarters is maybe like a five minute or less than a five minute drive away, just farther into like land basically. 
and that's where like our track is. Probably the next time I get back to Baltimore, it's going to be nearly complete. Most of it's done, but they're just finishing up on it. But yeah, it's the gyms are great. Um, it's yeah, really really good setup. Um. All right. Well, I think that that just about wraps it up. Uh, we one more question. So, what would be the biggest change have going from a college athlete to a pro athlete? I'd say like you just have more free time like in college especially like my fifth year I was uh, I was in like I wasn't in law school but I was like in the law school I was getting a master of legal studies um and it was just like you know you're used to like very demanding schedules and like like you know commuting to classes and just like all day every day is just like consumed with stuff um and then when you get out you yeah you have a lot of free time and you also lose the support of everything that you have with the team that you kind of take for granted, to be honest, like the, the first couple of years I was out of college in Boulder, like, and you know, for the first time I'm, I, I was getting injured and I was like, okay, I can't just walk down to, you know, the ICA, like our training area and, you know, talk to the trainer and get a doctor's appointment for an MRI. And that afternoon be an MRI and the next like couple of days, get the prescription and know what I'm doing and get sent on my way. It's like, okay, I have to find the doctors on my own. I have to get the, I have to go get an x-ray first so I can even like be allowed to get a slip for an MRI. Then I have to figure out how to book an MRI and deal with insurance and, and then go see PT. And like, you don't realize how like complicated that all is when you're doing it on your own for the first time. And so I'd say that's probably the biggest difference. And yeah, I wouldn't want to go through doing that for the first time ever again, but I've figured it out now and it's, it's fine. And we, and now being back on a team again, like where we do have a lot of those resources available to us, which is nice. But before I was a part of the team and just an individual under armor athlete certainly was missing the benefits of being in college and having all that at my disposal. Yeah. I'm definitely nervous for that day. Uh, adulting. Uh, Um, so yeah, enjoy it. Enjoy it. Uh, it's funny because like at ASU, there was a bunch of um, like pro athletes who were still training. Um, one of them was Ryan Whiting, who's, um, I mean, I'm not sure if you heard of his name, but he's world-class thrower. And he was just like in there a bunch. And I one day heard him say like, oh, you guys don't know how good you have it with like, you know, the trainers here for you and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just thinking like, I don't know, this guy's an Olympian, like sponsored by Nike. Like how how is he saying we have it better? And then like full circle, like now being out of college and, understanding like oh yeah we we were pretty spoiled when we were in college <laughs> that's awesome i love that <laughs> but yeah, anyway thank you so much for letting us have you and you know I'm, i mean i really enjoyed it i hope i hope you have too oh yeah thanks you guys have been you guys have been great and good luck on the rest of your seasons and yeah you know, i'll be following along now appreciate it yeah absolutely yep so this has been another episode of the run happy podcast and thank you everyone for listening and we will catch you all next time goodbye Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Be sure to like and subscribe, and we'll catch you all next week.